He has the whole world in his hands. And we're back for another episode. It's not as cheering as we want it to be. Everyone knows why. It's because of Bray Wyatt, Rotunda. <clears throat> Rest in peace. Um, we're going to start dedicating this to him. Of course, as many people have done it, but for us, it's hit hard uh, for many different reasons, which we're going to talk soon. Um, but you can, like always, find us on all the platforms. We Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify, more important. Have a listen. Uh, also on YouTube, we've been putting up uh, little snippets of our recordings so you guys can thank you. Probably we're going to put this one up. Um, so I know by myself, this time we we, we might get Marcel, we don't know, the voice of violence, but I'm with uh, Simbra Sorenso, man. How are you doing? Good, and it's a somber show, like you said. We're starting it uh, a little bit somber for the the passing of Wyndham Rotunda, or better known as Bray Wyatt. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, his passing, which came as a shock. We were following up on his absence for a while. You know, we've been talking about his absence, and um, yeah, it, it definitely came as a shock uh, hearing the news of his passing. Yeah, definitely. When uh, I think it was Marseille who who shared it with us uh, on I don't know if it was Instagram or WhatsApp. I can't remember. Um, and I thought it was a joke. Like, you know, when the pranks come, but the tweet came straight from Triple H. And that was a bit of what the fuck is happening? Uh, I got I got to say, I, I kind of got shocked. I was at work and it, just, it froze me. Um, when I started seeing the tweets and, and the confirmation Triple H, kind of was like, couldn't believe it. I was, uh, fuck, we've been following him for a long time, even off screen, like uh, when, when he was making the movie and when he got released from WWE, what he was doing behind the scenes. I, I was constantly following on Twitter, uh, seeing what was posting, his little snippets or his, um, you know, a bit of uh, a teasing of his comeback, what he was going to come back with, who's going to come back, change his name. Oh, it's a roller coaster with him. Uh, we know we knew that after the passing of uh, Bradley, um, his mental health went downhill, uh, which we know when the mind is hurt, the body's hurt, uh, and and his body also started to feel it. He had enough to come back to WWE to give us that the final short run where he put everything on the line, even he. Uh, Open up as a as a, as a rotunda, a winning rotunda in 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 a episode of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to everyone about his mental health and stuff like that. And and the way the last news we had was that he was on the way to get um get released. Like he was like oh, sorry, he was about to get okay from from doctors to come back. So this just came out of nowhere. Uh, and I know he's a bit different because uh, he was only 36, man. Um, as a dad, you know, he's harder because he he, had, he left behind, you know, four kids, all really young. I think the oldest is six, which he, which makes it a bit um, crazy. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, how, do, how, do you, how do you hit you? I mean, was hyper, how do you hit you, this, the news of um, him passing? I think we were all fans of Wyndham 
Rotunda on the show, right? We followed him for since probably since the beginning when we started. We weren't necessarily happy with the direction that his character was taking. We were kind of excited, you know, with a five Firefly Funhouse. We didn't like. I remember we we were all disgusted when Goldberg beat him in I, th- I think it was Saudi Arabia um, when he he won the the title there in really really short short amount of time. Yeah, it 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 hits hard and it hits different because, or well, for me especially, I had the the opportunity to see. Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family um, years ago when they came out with WWE and took my kids to see it. And so when you see him live and then something like this happens, it, it hits a little bit different, right? So especially his age. And like you said, he's a father, a young father. So yeah, that that news very uh, it rocked me. It, it, it rocked me a lot uh, for for the, for a good part of the day i was i was kind of left in shock especially knowing some of the news that we were covering on him that he was getting better that he was about to return but you know things like this you know it's it's not fair when something like this happens to to someone who had so much potential i still believe that he didn't reach his potential um and you know i, I remember when we were covering when he got released by WWE, we were covering almost weekly, looking at the news that he was going to go to AEW. Was he going to appear and, and things yeah. like that? So it was, that was kind of like an exciting time. We didn't know what he was going to do. But yeah, no, very, very sad news. Hey, welcome, welcome, Marcel. You can, can perfect time, mate. Um, we were just talking about the the news that you shared with us. You were the first one to to kick the news for us of mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt passing. Um, breaking news. The breaking news, yeah. yeah. The voice of violence there, there with the breaking news. How, how, how do you take it, man? When, when you heard this, yeah. Oh, look, my first of all, apologies for my voice. I've got my got a bit of a thing with my throat, so if I sound like an eighty year old smoker, it's it's <laughs> not the case. <laughs> um, look, it was sad news. Um, I wish I didn't have to pass it on. Um, uh, my first reaction was like, oh no way, this is this is bullshit. Like no way, it can't be. Um. I heard what I, I just came in now, and I heard what Renzo was saying. Um, and I know that you, uh, you Rod, you're a massive fan of uh, Bray as well. Um, I kind of I, I I knew what Bray's ability. Um, I, I I also believe that he um he never reached his potential. Um, but Bray was Bray was big around the time that I kind of dropped off the product. Yeah. Um, but when he came back this time, um. Like just his command of the crowd, his ability to to control a crowd with nothing more than a lantern. Um, Just even if you look at his old FCW uh, videos, even when he was learning how to cut promos, like he just had this hypnotic, almost like cult leader thing about him, which is like what the Wyatt family was. Um, But, yeah, like it's just such a sad story. And, and like, we're we're all fathers and – like it's the worst things for his kids. Like you know, he's a massive loss to the wrestling world. But man, he's an he's an irreplaceable loss to um to his family. I um, mean, it's just a really, really, really sad story. Thirty six. No one should be dying at thirty six. Nah, man. In another heart attack, which um he he was sick. Um, like I say, his mind 
was just healing. Unfortunately, his body was getting the repercussions. He gets COVID, um, which made him get a really bad um, a lung disease thing was. He was getting better, and then just a heart attack came out of nowhere. Um, and, and, and just, that's it. Um, fuck, I was telling my wife, it was funny, because um, a, a few weeks ago, I don't know if you guys believe this, but, you know, in the South American culture, it's really big. When you, when you dream of a, when you lose a teeth, a tooth. Oh, you know, yeah. When you lose it, like, it means someone's going to pass. I did dream yeah. of it, that it, I was, I lost one, but we, it didn't, it didn't hurt. Like, so it wasn't no one close to me. And when yeah. I got the news about Bray Wyatt, I was like, fuck, that was it. You know, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, love his character. I love what he was doing. I'm still, I don't know if they're going to release the, the, the horror movie he did when he was away from WWE. I hope they do. Um, they probably will. I'd say so. I hope they do, man. Um, uh, but he's, he's just a great character. People was like, oh shit, but you know, like you, you never, a lot of people never understood that he was just telling a story. He was creating this massive story. You, you're talking about the, the the bloodline, but he started even before the bloodline, the story of the break wire and how he continued. He went up and down and he went up against everyone, even Beans. Beans never understood him and didn't like him. That's why he got released. Um, but the Undertaker told him once, one time, and that's the thing he heard. Like, you know, the Undertaker told him, like, you, never let anyone, you, what you do is great. Just don't let anyone yeah. you know, tell you otherwise. And then we, we all got that beautiful moment when in, in the ring against LA Knight, which was his last, um, you know, opponent, the, the Undertaker used to stand next to him, says something, and then he walks off the, the ring. We all were like, that's it. It's the passing of yeah. the torch, man. What a moment. We're like, wow, this is, this is not the new Undertaker. It's just the, the, the passing of this character. Or the essence of the character has been passing to break Wyatt, and and we all waited to see. We couldn't wait to see what's gonna happen next, and then this happened. So it just sucks, you know. We we saw all the um the different uh, tributes we saw to in Raw. Um, you know, uh, Sir Rollins started with the Yowie Wowie at the beginning, and also his uh, belt had the fin uh plates on the side so break wire oh. uh, plates wow. yeah he didn't have his ones he came out with the break wire one um of course smackdown uh the words that LA Knight share were amazing i think he's one of yeah. the greatest so really really nice what he said about him um you know cody same thing um Becky Lynch today also she she kind of burst into tears in the ring so this uh, running in a in a super show you know in a in a, yeah. in a live show they broke down his teeth, you know, um, and and that that image of Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan just standing at the chair doing the tribute. Eric Rowan's face is just like he can't even process what's happening. Like he can't just probably Lee and pray why you're gone, you know. Mm. Uh, Braun Strowman just crying in in the stage. You know, they were friends. I think it's Bray was uh, Braun Strowman was the godfather of one of his kids. Uh, and it's just crazy, man. It's some, some of the things, it's, it's hard for you to believe, still hard to process. And, and yeah. you know, you're left with a void, like, what could have been, you know? Um, in the oh, ring. absolutely. Yeah. And the Good Brothers did a good tribute to him as well. Oh, yeah. It was mm. hard for them to talk yeah. about it as well. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. It was a very nice was, tribute, um, yeah. He, just, that was, he was just a beautiful person outside the ring, you know? So did Selena Vega. Selena Vega is going to share the yeah. moment that he wasn't for him. Um, she would probably never got the shot at WWE, you know? 
he was the one that actually said to the, the higher rises, keep an eye on her, we need her. Like, and, and he was the one there, you know. And every, every single yeah. wrestler said the same. He was just a beautiful person in outside the ring, a great character inside, and it's just a, it's a massive loss for us. And you know what? Us. You know, he came from a wrestling family. Like, I remember watching mm. his dad, Mike Rotunda, mm. wrestle yeah. when I was young. You, you'd remember Renzo. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. He, he, he was he was part of a very famous tag team uh, along with Barry Windham, and that's where Bray Wyatt got his real name from, Windham Rotunda. He's, yeah. He named him after his tag team partner. Um, oh, it was like, and and of course his brother Bo Dallas, who uh, I think we all know now, was un- Uncle Howdy. Yeah. Um, um, it's just a massive wrestling family. You could tell that that's all he ever wanted to be. Um, yeah. but um, yeah, man, it's just tragic, tragic. And we see what happened with Bo Dallas now. He will he just keep the Uncle Howdy alive and just continue with the white white family. Um, who knows? Braun Strowman and Ed Ron, I'm pretty sure they would be happy to continue. It'd be a nice Yeah, I might bring Red Beard back. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice if they they, they just mm. Uncle Howdy takes over because it's funny, um, in a way, if you think about it, because that was the whole point of Uncle Howdy coming back, or when Uncle Howdy came in, you know, that was the funny mm. part. He was the one um taking the reins from Bray Wyatt. He was the one behind the scene, kind of talking to Bray Wyatt and controlling him. That was the whole point, and 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 for him to continue, it's kind of perfect, you know. It's it's, it's weird how these things happen, you know. Everyone's saying um, that the, the universe, uh, whoever you believe, gave Bray Wyatt the last run with the bringing of the new characters, match with LA Knight, which pushed LA Knight. Um, the last ever appearance, it was with his brother on the ring, you know. He was able to open up to the whole world, you know, in in as a as a as a window rotunda in the ring. So he yeah. kind of ticked all the brilliant. boxes before he left, you know. That's just is crazy how things work. Um, in that way. So well, not much we can say there. Everyone has said it, and then just um dedicate to him. But we wanna miss him. He's finally hope like, of course, we're gonna miss him even more. His kids, you know. We we know how that feels. And mm. what would it feel for when he and you know, our kids were left behind? Um, you know, it's it it's it's nuts, you know. Um, so nothing. Bray Wyatt win the rotunda. Love you, we'll miss you, and hopefully you know, that's the right thing and just uh get inducted in the Hall of Fame this year. Uh for the next WrestleMania, you know. He deserves it. I think he's uh undoubtedly he needs uh to be there for for is that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if you guys mentioned it or not, um, before I came on, but uh we also lost another legend. Of the sport yeah, we this week. Here, so waiting for you. All right. All right. <laughs> well, when we get to it, I'll say a few words. No, I can continue. Let's go. Like, you we, can also, we got the um, of course. Funk, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm, to- I'm talking about the legendary Terry Funk from the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas. Um, Terry was an absolute legend uh, in every sense of the word. Um, he started wrestling in the mid-60s and he was still wrestling well into the 2000s. I mean, he was an absolute freak. I remember as a kid, again, Renzo, you probably remember too, um, watching mm-hmm. him wrestle with his brother, Dory Funk Jr. Dory um, Funk they, Jr. Yeah, they, of course, had a wrestling school as well. Um, and then he 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 was the king of hardcore. Like, there's a lot of guys that call themselves the the king of hardcore or the, the, the original hardcore or, the or you know, the godfather of hardcore. That was Terry Funk. Um, the stuff that he did, oh, like, 
I remember specifically a barbed wire, no ropes barbed wire match he had with Sabu in ECW where they both ended up having to have the barbed wire cut off them. Like the man was a total freak and he was already old by then. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he was, again, came from a wrestling family. His, his father used to own a promotion. I think it was in Texas. Um, and he, his brother, as I said, his brother wrestled, um, came from a wrestling family. All he ever wanted to be was a wrestler. Um, Mick Foley speaks volumes um, about him and really um, credits him for a lot of what Cactus Jack did. And, and that's, that is huge coming from like Mick Foley. Uh, but yeah, just um, Terry, Terry was suffering from Alzheimer's for a long time. He was, he was 79 years old. Um, so it's, it's, it's tragic in a different way to what happened with Bray. Um, but yeah, uh, rest in peace, Terry Funk. Yeah, man. Farrow, yeah, man. The, the 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 great Terry Funk and and wrestled pretty much everywhere as well in in places like not just ECW and WWE but NWA. Yeah, he was in TNA. He was in um, All Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Won heaps of titles with Dory Funk Jr. So yeah, he was absolutely here, there, and everywhere. Um, even wrestled uh, Mars and Stampede Wrestling. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he was he was absolutely everywhere in um, US. WrestleMania two as well. WrestleMania two. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah man, one of the greats. And and yeah, you're right. He was suffering Alzheimer's for a really long time. But you know some of the stuff that he was doing in ECW, man, and he was he was old then. Um, yeah, it was just absolutely crazy, man. But, um, yeah, one of the greats, Tori Funk, Terry Funk, sorry. Terry Funk, yeah. Crazy. The, um, Rikishi, I think he shared a, a moment when they, they were dancing on the, on this, on, yeah. on, on the ring. And he didn't pretty much know what they were doing. <laughs> he can see Terry Funk dancing with Rikishi. It was a pretty funny moment, you know. Um, he's one of those guys that just cemented, uh, the, 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 the road for so many wrestlers. Um, he gave so many ideas, uh, in, like you said, a kink of hardcore, you know, a lot of, a lot of the matches are now, I think to him and a lot of the matches mm. will come in the future. He just, they will have something of Terry Funk in it. So definitely one of the greatest, uh, like you said, in, 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 in an era where you could definitely go everywhere, <laughs> you didn't have these uh, restrictions. So they have some, some, oh, WWE, not say all the companies, WWE, um, the, he just wrestled the world, you know? Like say to be able to to wrestle in Japan, to be able to, to wrestle in the United States, and and in all the Indies around the, the different places, you know. I don't know if you went to Mexico, but I'm pretty sure you could have got to Puerto Rico to 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 wrestle at some point, you know. Um, which Puerto Rico was one of the the, the big uh, places to go and wrestle during that time. Um, but yeah, man, you know, um, another another greatest. He did get to accomplish a lot of his stuff though. <laughs> Which is which is a good thing, and and probably another one that will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, well, he's he's, he's already in there. He's in there. Yeah, he did it with his brother. With yeah, Funk. he's already with in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. What I'm talking about. Yeah, the Funk. Yeah, the yeah. Hall of Fame. So, nah, great to be Funk. Good to talk. So that's what we're waiting for you to talk about. <laughs> so, well, with that some news, you know, we just moved to what we want to talk about, which is wrestling, and and we're just gonna jump in exactly what happened today. At 3 a.m. in the morning, or yesterday, not yesterday, just at 3 a.m. in the morning in, in Australia, um, London. And here someone's going to get pissed off. But the greatest ever in history match, uh-huh. <laughs> a pay-per-view event. <laughs> um, 
81,700 and something people um, allegedly debate, a big debate because the reason why it's a big debate is easy because it's pay attendance. That's what they're counting on. Um, and, 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 and it's true. WWE has been known to inflate the numbers and I know they give a lot of tickets for away for, you know, you know, I think there are no companies normally do because they have to fill up the spaces and, and they give it to, 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 you know, as uh, sponsors and all that stuff. Um, so in terms of pay, pay, pay attendance, uh, is I don't, I haven't seen a single source that have said the, the opposite. So AEW all in has surpassed WWE in, in that sense. In a single night, of course, you can't count two nights. It's impossible. You know, WWE has the two nights now, so combined, it's almost 160,000 people, which is absolutely nuts. But in a single night, we're talking about uh, All In, broke the record, and All In will be in next year in London once again, which it looks like it's going to become a constant feature in London to have All In, which is crazy. Before we get into in, into the match, what, what do you guys think about that? Making a All In, AW in London uh, constantly for the looks of it. Two years in a row now. Yeah, man, I'm glad that it's it's going to be an annual event, right? It's it's going to be fantastic uh, having the, uh, AEW go out and in England. Oh man, the crowd was absolutely crazy. So they know they can get the people in. Uh, yeah, all for it, man. I'm 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 glad it's happening, and I'm glad they're they're taking a big event such as All In into the UK. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree 100. percent Um. Well, one thing I noticed when I was over in LA for WrestleMania, there, there was a lot, a lot of English fans. Um, wrestling's absolutely mm-hmm. huge over there, and and they deserve a massive event like this on a yearly basis. So yeah, good on them. Um, and look, just on the eighty-one thousand allegedly paid attendance. I mean, I'm sure they comped out a bunch of tickets, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It was massive. Yeah. Um, it was massive for for AC, for AEW. Sorry to pull that off. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get into the show, so I'll let I'll let you. Keep going, Rod. Yeah, yeah, no, like 100%. And, and look, next, next one is Mexico. Um, so they're definitely going to go to Mexico. Next one, uh, Tony kind of already said it. And and it's that one thing. I think that's that's the one thing that AEW has above WWE. The fact that he's already got those connections with WWE now has been hard to get into, especially in the Japanese, you know, um, um, uh, arena. So... Yeah. We know that AEW, if they want to, and now because of the caliber and, and the roster they have, they could have an annual event in Japan, an annual event in Mexico, an annual event in London, which will be absolutely nuts and will fill up every single time, no matter what. And that, the one question for you guys, is now fair to say that we can't say that AEW is the little brother anymore? Like it's getting to... No, we can still say it. Yeah? We can still say it. Can still say it. I don't know. I, I just had like Shakespeare. Like Shakespeare said, one swallow does not a summer make. Ooh. Yeah, but man, like how many have tried and how many have fallen and AW have not just only tried, they've succeeded and in, in yeah. such a big way that they, they, they can now and, and that's that's the funny thing. In United States, yes, it's hard for them to beat battle WWE, mm-hmm. but outside United States. They're becoming bigger than WWE. I've got three letters for you that will put all of that in perspective. 
No. <laughs> no. Three letters to put what you just said in perspective. And please, mm-hmm. just to be clear, I, I love AEW. I think the the more companies that are successful, the better it is for our sport, the better it is for for all the wrestlers, for the fans. I'm not one of these like WWE marks that says fuck AEW. No, I love this product. I think it's great. But I'm going to tell you three letters to put what you just said in perspective. Mm. Those letters are WCW. They were beating. They beat WWE for 83 weeks. And what happened? Where are they now? WWE bought them. So I think it's still a bit early. I think they're still the little brother, but they're still like... How many years was the WCW running? Yeah, because that's Ted Turner oh, bought an already existing company, and like, whereas the AEW is like, I understand it started in 2018, I think, and um, mm. I understand what you're saying, and I, I give them a lot of credit, but mm. I still think they've got a long way to go to get to truly compete with WWE. What do you think? Which is, is I don't know if that's what they want. I don't know if that's what they want. They, um, and they should be building their own product. But the, the more I watch of the show, like the more stuff they do with reference to WWE, and you don't get that vice versa. You don't get WWE referring to AEW in AEW. their product. We can pull out no, so no. many options. Yeah, see, CM, CM Punk in his fight with Samoa Joe referenced Hulk Hogan and referenced John Cena. Yeah, but of course. Hey, did, like, fun. And what's his name? Anyway, MJ, MJF. MJF. Same thing. You don't see any WWE wrestlers going out there and imitating Rob Van Dam or um, Sting or anyone that's old that's in AEW. I don't. I don't know if it's imitating. You know, like when you were fans, like you, you big. You, you know, you got. You, you're a big fan of wrestlers, and that's that's the one thing. Mm. There's a lot of wrestlers, and and that's we know 100 percent because they've been penalties. We know that WWE once that happened because it happened a few times. They've been getting in trouble the wrestlers for doing it, and mm. that has happened many times, which is it. It sucks because you know, like they they like to they like to watch all the wrestlers. Like they're wrestling fans. They like happy like. To be there, like Charlo, for perfect example, Charlo wanted to go in the ring at AAA with um with with Andrade when he went for the for the title, and though they didn't did not let her get in, she couldn't even reference you know Andrade mm. when she tried to want to go in. But if Andrade would go and say like you know um reference uh, Charlo or whatever, it would have been no issues. You know what I mean? So yeah, but I that's and that's my point. That's my point. That's well, my point. WWE does protects their product. Yeah, WWE protects their product. Even I was at the Hall of I was at the Hall of Fame. I was at the Hall of Fame ceremony this year at SmackDown. Buddy Matthews was there with Rhea Ripley. Yeah. When they so Andrade was there with Charlotte. Whenever they put the camera on Rhea, Buddy, you couldn't see Buddy. His chair was empty. Yeah, but so they moved that's him. just shit. But that's your shit. That, that, but that's WWE. Game. But that's what I'm saying. That's so, WWE. But that's what I'm saying because that's why it's hard to compare one another because in AEW and all any other company on the world, they got the freedom to you know to re- reference whatever they want because you know if they want to re- reference to any wrestler they want, they will do it. No issues because they're fans. You know they don't have the a clause saying you can't do this, which is I, I don't get it. But anyways, I I, I know where you go with this, but fair enough. Renzo, say something, man. Fuck, you're so quiet. It's weird, man. You guys are you guys are taking taking up all the the mic space with this argument of AEW. Like I, I know. Look, I I just 
I just think it's a win for wrestling in general, yeah. man. Yeah. Agreed. You know, uh, yeah, wrestling is going to grow. You know, the more people that watch things like this, the more people are going to watch other products and get into, you know, and what I'm kind of hoping out of all of this is, you know, people start getting into, you know, the New Japans, the AAAs and things yeah. like that, where these federations deserve, right, to 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 have some notoriety because of the, the people that they bring in, right, or, you know, the stars that Absolutely. they create. So. Um, hopefully, this this just gives what's the appetite for the wrestlers, for the young the young people as well, that um, you know they can start watching and and absorbing some of the wrestling that's going on around the world. Hopefully, we get people uh, enjoying it more and coming to the events that that we've attended, Mars, you know, and things like mm. that. Because you know, things like that is only good for for the business, right? So yeah, for yeah. me, all for it, man. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. And and at the end of the day, it's also good for the wrestlers. We don't come forget them. And you know, but more companies get bigger and global, and more known. It's just yeah. more options for the for the wrestlers. They don't need 100%. to go to Italy. They they don't need to go to Italy. They can't go anywhere they want. Yep. And they know they will be able to to make a living and not struggle so much, uh, like they used to in the back the old days. So that's great. But let's go to All In in London, which was a packed out Wembley Stadium. Fuck, it looked nice. It was good to see all the people in there. Like, a lot hot. Can't say color. It was fucking hot, though. It reminds hot. me of when they did, um, uh, what was it, the 49, uh, the, the 40, uh, the 46, 49ers stadium, when people was absolutely drenching in sweat when they did it at the, 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 the WrestleMania. Um, but let's start with the most unusual start of the event which we talk a lot about, it, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. And the, the, even in the result was even more crazy, which was the yeah. battle from the Ring of Honor War Tag Team Championship between the Aussie Open, uh, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis versus MJF and Adam Cole, which they were going to feature in the main event for the AEW World Championship. Never seen, crazy. never heard before. First of all, what do you guys thought about the match? I thought, man, this is crazy. When we talked about it, it was crazy, right? And look, it didn't last long. It was only like seven-minute match. It lasted what it needed to. Mm. It was entertaining as all hell. Um, you know, the the crowd had some of the the, uh, the well, the the loudest crowd I'd heard up until that point. Well, it was the first match, but I thought, wow, if this is how the crowd's going to react to this, they're going to lose their shit when they see some of their the other matches. But no, yeah. look, I'm glad Tony Tony Khan must be, you know, praying that or prayed that MJF and uh, Adam Cole didn't get injured during that match, and they, and they didn't. And but man, Carl Fletcher, Jesus, he sold oh, my. that double clothesline. Yeah. Wow, landed on his yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was absolutely amazing. So it was it was a great start to to the event. That's for sure. What were, what were our predictions for that one? Did we do a prediction for oh, that yeah, one? We did. We did. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah. Let me get my predictions here. Uh, what do we got here? So we said the, uh, what do we got? OC Open. Uh, and we said the tag team. To, oh, no, hang on. Yeah, Renzo said OC Open. And we said the um, Adam Cole and um, oh, uh, MJ. So we got it. Well, well. But it was a shock. I still... Did not think they were going to win it. I think we just said, I don't know, fuck. Just because the build-up was going to happen later on, 
Uh, but but it's still right. We ring of honor champions, and then they have to go and do the the, the match at the end. He was just nuts. Um, yeah, I think he was absolutely crazy. Um, great match, but um, yeah, like he lasted what needs to lasted. They didn't get injured, which was a great thing. Which is a, a, a thumbs up to OC Open. I think they they were able to handle the match really well and not get anyone in a, in a you know crazy situation. They got the most smash during the match, which is a good thing. And then we jump into Hook and Jack Perry, which this one had more oh. happening behind the doors than what happened during the fucking match. Um, but which was a killer fucking match anyway. It was a killer match. Yeah, absolutely. It was a FTW rules match, which, uh, which is, I think false counts anyway, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Counts that rules anyway. false count. And it was... Uh, Jack Perry against Hook with Jack Perry coming into in a limousine. Uh, great way to get in as a as a heel. Um, mm. What do you guys thought about the match? I want to hear Mars's thoughts on Hook because this probably would have been the first time that he oh, had seen Hook. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Oh, look, I was uh, I was obviously like he comes from wrestling pedigree, um, but um, yeah, right. I was impressed, man. I was impressed. Like he doesn't have the physicality, doesn't have the physical presence of his father at all. Um, but man, does he kick ass and does he take bumps like a legend? Um, and j- just all that stuff on top of the limo, like oh, that's man. got no give, man. That's got no give, no. and like stuff on the hood and on the windscreen. On the one like that, shit, that shit was real, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very impressed by Hook, and I was impressed by Jack Perry, apart from the stupid shit he's alleged to have done afterwards, but we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. But I thought it was a great match. I, I was really, really, really impressed by it. And the fact that it was a dark match, incredible. Two dark matches back-to-back. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Just, mm. I, th- I think it was just nuts the way that they went through it. Um, but, but, but again, I, I think what happened before and after and during uh, with Jack Perry kind of took it away from the match. Um, I think people is talking more about that than what actually happened because during the match, he did take a um, a shot to CM Punk going crime a river about glass. Uh, it was clearly in the, in the, in the, in the cameras. Um, and then backstage, man, I, th- I think he's taking the heel person a, a bit too much, a, too, too, um, what's the word? Um, too literal. Too literally. Too, uh, too literal. <laughs> because oh. he actually went and tried to uh, get against like CM Punk, like literally into his face. And then he got choked by CM Punk. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Well, there's a lot of stories going around. Like, but the, I mean, the last one was like this. This uh, uh, Look, I read you what uh, screenshot it, which is the last, last, last one that I got. Um, which is uh, what I got it here. So it says that. So during the match, well, Perry says real glass gone grimy river. There was a yeah. shot at CM Punk's a few months ago. As Perry wanted to use real glass in, ta- in a tape segment AEW collision, but Punk was against it and stopped Perry from using it, um, which started to cause these problems between both of them. And more Perry is, you know, uh, not happy with that. Um, and then he says that Perry was going backstage and CM and Punk was coming out for his real AEW World Championship match against Samoa Joe immediately after Shirawa. As noted before, Fightful Selected reported that Perry had a physical altercation with Punk 
when he went backstage. The altercation report, reportedly involved physicality and a lot of yelling. PW Insider Elite reported that Punk, uh, the Punk went after and even hit Perry. And then Fightful Selected shared an update saying that um, Perry approached Punk, stepped on his face, and bumped Punk. Now, saying that apparently he tried to go against Punk and then got choked by Punk. Pretty inside a letter reported that Punk was still at the Wembley Stadium, but then Jack Perry was ordered to leave the venue. And then we got uh, Tony Khan saying afterwards there was altercations um, at, at the event, but it's been under investigation and nothing has said after that. Um, your thoughts? Let me just... Yes, I've, I've. Sorry, Renzo, did you want to go? Because I've got plenty. No, of no, thoughts. go, 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 go. Again, I like AEW. Let's just make that clear from the very beginning. But they've just had an eighty-one thousand almost sold-out Wembley show, headlined by one of the biggest stars in wrestling in all of wrestling at the moment, MJF, including matches with CM Punk and Samoa Joe, including Adam Cole, including a four-way women's match. Yet, what is everybody talking about? This backstage bullshit. Two things. First of all, is it a work? Because last time seeing Punk did this, it turned out to be a, a bit of a work, didn't it? Because he was injured. So is this a work? Is this setting up a uh, Perry and CM Punk match, which would be of little interest to anyone anyway? Because I don't. They're, they're not. That's not a pay per view match at all. Um, or, and if it is real, then what the fuck is Perry doing? Like Jack Perry exactly. doing? Um, well, he, it's CM Punk. Like I don't get. I, I like CM Punk. I know he's. I know he's divisive. I know he's polarizing. But fuck, man, give him credit. This is a former WWE champion. Um, this is a guy that wrestled through the Indies. This is a guy that paid his dues. This is the guy that did the hard yards. This isn't some fucking fly by night you know, flash in the pan that's going to get fucking elevated. No, this guy put in the fucking hard work. And whether you like him or not, you got to recognize that, man. Especially as a young wrestler, you have to recognize that. Yeah. What I see happening with AEW um, is sometimes Tony Khan, well, from the obviously we don't know what the fuck's going on behind the curtain. But from the outside looking in, it looks like sometimes Tony Khan is letting the lunatics run the asylum. And the last company that did that is a company that I referred to about five minutes ago. WCW, and look what happened to them. So they need to nip this in the bud. You never hear, you never hear shit about what goes on backstage at WWE. Or if you do, it's it's just rumors by the dirt sheets or something like that. But it's never backed by like uh, Triple H doesn't go out to a press conference and go, oh yeah, there was an incident backstage. No, if you want to think there wasn't, if you want to think there wasn't, that's up to you. We're not in. We're, we're putting on a wrestling show. We're focused on the product. AEW needs to do that. Because, like I said, they're fucking missing an opportunity to promote what was a sensational, awesome wrestling event by talking about this petty bullshit, which might be a work. Yeah. That's my two might cents. Might be a work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well said, Mars. I like that. I like that <laughs> a lot. Uh, but this is news that's coming out, and it says that one source said that with 100% certainty, Jack Perry didn't throw the first punch. Punk shoved him and put him in a choke. People have spoken to Sean Sapp, from Fightful and have said that it was a, a pie face. So he put his hands on his face. Uh, Samoa Joe tried to play peacemaker before things escalated. Perry told people he would make a comment about the situation at the pay-per-view. Perry was upset about Punk starting the real fake Glass Story rumor. Punk didn't talk to Tony Khan after the incident. 
Punk uh, went as far as telling people he hates this place as a result of the consistent issues in AEW. Uh, the Golden Elite match was going to go open uh, the show if Punk and Perry's situation wasn't under control. But I, I, I heard everything that you said, Mars, but what I think, man, um, and I know you're probably not going to like this, <laughs> like at all. All right. There you go. But if it smells, if it smells like shit everywhere you go, you better check your shoes. <laughs> you yeah. punk? I don't know, man. Everything is everything that's coming out is punk. Punk's the the instigator. But I don't know, man. I don't know if this is a work. I don't know if 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 it's a work. It well played, right? They've they've played everyone um, for sad. What for? Yeah, exactly. What, what for? Them? Yeah. yeah. Look, um, I think to 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 recall what El Oraculo said at one point of time, we used to do the Spanish podcast. He said mm-hmm. CM Punk is a problematic guy and he's always gonna be known as a problematic guy. And that's he said it fucking fucking two years ago, uh, when we used to mm-hmm. about CM Punk. Now, out of a hundred wrestlers, ninety-five wrestlers will tell you that CM Punk is a great person, CM Punk hope his hopes and stuff, and then you go fight wrestlers, they got something against him. So it's really weird to know that it is happening, like just um, for Jack Perry to go against CM Punk, like what would you do? Like why who would start all this uh, stupidity if he's Jack Perry, first of all? But we don't know at the mm-hmm. moment. So this is going to be story we're going to have to follow, see what happens. At the moment, we had Hook defeating Jack Perry and become the finally the FTW champion again. One of one of the most greatest title that has no ties to anything, but it's a title that's been battled everywhere, which is freaking hilarious. Um, and with this, we go to the opener of the night. Which Wait, is, who do we pick in that one? Who do we pick? Did we have a prediction for that oh, fight? Oh, uh, we. I don't think we had Hook. I don't think we did. Jack yeah. Perry. No, it wasn't, no. wasn't on the cards at the moment. Um, it wasn't on the card. So um, but this could have gone anywhere. It was pretty good. Um, but then we got to the actual opener, which actually happened, which is CM Punk against Samoa Job for the real world championship title. Um, 40 minutes. What do you guys thought about this match? Wow, man. Samoa Joe just beat the living shit out of CM Punk yeah. consistently through throughout that match. Uh, put him through the table not through the table like underneath kind of like the table not through it it was it was kind of crazy um i thought this match was was great man punk looked tired um samoa joe looked amazing uh i like i love the move that he does where he just walks away and punk just jumped and fell um but no i thought the the match was great i I love the turn of the crowd they Mm. were cheering cm punk when he when he came in but by the middle of it, they all had turned against him, which which Punk loved. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, and you know, of course, we talked about his, you know, his tribute to John Cena and Hulk Hogan um, in the match as well. But no, I thought it was entertaining, man. It was a good good start. Yeah, I agree, hundred um, percent. I really, really liked it. Um, I the pop that CM Punk got when he walked out. Wow, that was huge, man. Huge. It was massive. Um, and it was just great to see two indie guys that have come through wrestling in front of 80,000 people. Like, and it was a great match. Like, 100%. Loved it. Yeah, you can't say anything. Two legends uh, at the moment of, of wrestling. 
which let's be real, like CM Punk, um, Samoa Joe looks in may, way, way better form than CM Punk at the moment. CM Punk does look a bit better and then a bit uh, slow. I think um, I think with CM Punk starting to see, we just need a good run for CM Punk. And afterwards, I think CM Punk has to go and, um, and, and just just be behind the, 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 the curtain and just hoping out to write his stuff. And, and if he can, I don't know if he, he's capable of, but we know he can tell great stories. So I don't see why he cannot write great stories. So, um, but CM Punk defeats Samojo, which puts a, a closest final story between these two wrestlers in a great match and a great place and a great opener for for a great. I don't know if we call it a great opener because we already had two great matches. Yeah. We call it the great opener for the pay per view. We say uh, the official pay per view. Um, and then we move to a six man tag. What about the prediction? Prediction. What about the predictions for that one? Oh, for that one? Yeah. I keep forgetting the predictions, man. Fuck. I'm really <laughs> Uh, let's say, um, I got a mess in here, but what do we got here? We got punk, 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 all of us. <laughs> all of us, we go for punk, so wow, we yeah. got it right. Oh, we go for punk, so perfect, all of us for that one. Uh, and then we go for a six man tag team match 20 minutes and 30 seconds between the Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson, and Jay White, and uh, Takeshita with Don Callis, of course, uh, next to him. And the Golden League, which was Kenny Omega, Cody Bushi, and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, 20 minutes 30, we all said, fuck, Hangman Page is going to look like crap in this one. I don't know what you guys thought. Um, let's see what you guys thought about this match. i got mixed feelings with this one. I want to know, first off, what um, Mars thought about Takeshita. This is probably the first time you've seen him fight full on. What what are your thoughts on on Takeshita? Ah, uh, you know what I um I like him. Um, yeah, I think he's a real badass. I think he's a hard ass, and I've never seen a Japanese guy like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm used to seeing the Japanese guys in WWE, um, mm-hmm. and like putting Shinsuke to one side. They they're usually smaller guys, you know. Uh, but no, I, I like Takeshita. I like Takeshita, Takeshita, whatever, however you pronounce it, Takeshita. Takeshita, Takeshita, Takeshita. 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 I, I like him, man. And the fact that he's with Cyrus or whatever Don Callis, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> um, he'll always be Cyrus to me. No, I like, I like it, man. I like it. This this kid's got a huge future, man. He's twenty eight. Mm. Um, I know we, we wow. Call him he's, kids I didn't know he was that young. Yeah, yeah, he's he's young, man. He's he's got a great future ahead, and you know, up against some of these legends, right? Like Kenny Omega. Mm. Um, you know, well, Hangman Page. Hangman Page actually did all right in this match. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Oh, man, he went toe-to-toe with Kota Ibushi plenty of times in that match. So yeah, I, he I impressed thought it was me great. Yeah, uh, Juice Robinson, man. I loved him in this match. Uh, Juice Robinson, I laugh my ass off every time he's in the ring. He's he's what absolutely great. <laughs> the nice guy, screams, too. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. nice guy, too. Yeah, you were telling us. Yeah. You were telling us. And Jay White, man, Jay White can go as well. Oh man, it was just—I I thought this match was was great, man. It really showed off uh, Kenny Omega, Ibushi, Juice Robinson, Jay White, and and especially mm-hmm. man Takeshita looked like a star in this one. Yeah, yeah, Ibushi, man. But we know how Ibushi is, man. World heavyweight champion, inaugural champion, uh, world heavyweight champion, world champion, intercontinental champion, IWGP Junior champion, tag team champion. Never opening champion, best junior of the world, G1 climbing champion, New Japan champion. Fucking name it, man. He has won everything in New Japan. He's, he's a fucking machine. 
Um, and Takeshi said the same thing, man. Farrell, just the two machines in the ring when they were head to head, it was just crazy. And the physicality, it, it wish he's 41, man. It's fucking doesn't look like 41. He's a fucking machine at the moment. Yeah. Um, he did, he did push one jump, which he was like, Fah! yeah, he did. He did push that one jump with Kenny Omega, which was, uh, it's all right. And, and Jay White, man, the switch play, man, he's just amazing. <laughs> He's he's part of Amazing. the club. He's, he's he's done everything in New Japan. He's a fucking machine. Uh, like I said we just wrote so they done so good. And then of course we got Austin Gunn and Cole Gunn uh, next to them. That was that was great to see them as well. It was pretty funny. Um and yeah, him and Page I, I gotta say him and Page surprised me in this one. I was I was the one saying he's gonna look like crap. We're talking about him going against New Japan. We're talking about all the guys here, they all wrestle in New Japan, all of them. And they all had great mm-hmm. matches. Like we're talking about uh, Ibushi and Kenny Omega both of them had five start matches in New Japan. Uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White, Farrell, living struggles in New Japan as well. And 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 you got Takeshi, of course, fucking one a rising star in in there. So him and Pitch was the odd man out, uh, but I think he did very well. He did well. He did he didn't too bad. And then it it was good. The Bullet Club and then Takeshi got, got the win. I like that part. I like the the Golden League didn't get the win, and Takesha was really sneaky to get the win. And that, and and to be fair, this is the first of two wins for Don Callis. I think we gotta keep a tap on that. I think that's gonna be really mm-hmm. important in the future. Something's happening there with uh, Don Callis. He's creating something behind closed doors in a really smart way. Um, so he gets the first out of two matches he had this night. But no, it was a great six man tag team match, which uh, the Bullet Club with Takesha get the get the win. And then we go with the tag team. Who, who do we pick? Who do we pick? Did we have it? I don't think we had the one. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we had it. Uh, we all got it right. Well done. Yeah. We all got it right. We got Takeshi in the bullet. Nice. Cap. Great. Nice. Uh, we, nice. We got, we, we're going pretty well so far. We're going, we're going two for two at the moment. Um, no, we, got, like, we had the. We got three for three outs and then three, three. two out of three with uh, mm-hmm. Renzo. Which is not mm-hmm. bad. We're doing pretty well for, for all, all in. Uh, and then we go for the AW World Tag Team Championship with FDR and the Young Bucks. We remember the FDR is something that the Young Bucks came up with. Fuck the... Uh, it was fuck the... What's the... the revival. Fuck the revival. Fuck the revival. The, and then FDR took it took it on them. Uh, so they had massive rivalry between them. Um 21 minutes and 45 seconds as to put in Wikipedia. What do you guys thought about the match? I didn't, I okay. didn't watch it. I, I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, this one was great, man. It's it, Look, it's not up there with some of the best FTR um, matches with the Young Bucks that we've seen, but man, they put on a show, these these two guys, and we we always knew they would. The the way that the young bucks came out with the uh, Freddie Mercury gear was a- yeah. absolutely amazing. That won the crowd over, um, and it was hard for them to to chant "fuck the bucks." So yeah. no, and there was there was a lot of chance that with FTR um, young bucks, it, so it was kind of like almost even. But no, the the near falls was was really good at at the end when they were pulling off each other's finishing moves. That was amazing. Yeah. But uh, no, I enjoyed it, man. It was it was really good. Yeah, it, it was good. I love it. FTR, like uh, I, I think one of these ones, I think someone put a fake Instagram post 
with the Young Bucks winning the title. And I was like, I was pissed off. I was like, fuck off. They won the title. I cannot believe they won the title. And then I watched it's like, fuck, thank God they didn't. Um, great way to give the FTR over. I think the, the, the people was really happy with them winning. Uh, they tried to check hands at the end of the match. You know, Young Bucks, the good heels, you know, turned the backs and just walked away. Uh, but people really loved it. It was, uh, I th- the people was like, Half half with this match, it wasn't a hundred percent going well, but it did the way up there. It was all right with the match. I was, I don't, I don't know. I liked it, but at the same time, I was like something missing in the match. I don't know what it was, but just I still liked it. It was good, you know. And happy the FTR kept kept the title. So so we got that. Who do we pick in this one? We got uh, what do we got here? We got. Uh, did we put it? Sure, uh, we did. What tag team? Yeah, we picked FTR. Mars picked the Young Bucks. So so far. Oh, Mars. There you go. Uh, so you're on a you're on hundred percent so far. Hundred percent so far. Oof. Oof. I think. Why uh, do I pick the Young Bucks? I don't even like them. <laughs> well, I think that this was one of the ones that you said that you you just throw a dart to it and just whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think you just threw that to this one, so it's mm. uh, fair enough to say. And, and on 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 that end, so nothing to go. Um, and then we moved to I think one of the most weird matches, and I don't think they got the pop they were hoping for, which was the women's four way match for the AEW Women's World Championship, which lasted, luckily, what it needed to last, which is eight minutes fifty, uh, between Doctor uh, Doctor Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, Tony Stop, and Saraya. Um, what do you guys thought about this one, and especially the entrance of uh, Soraya? I thought it was great, man. I thought Soraya was fantastic in this match. She she, she deserved the the win. I think we kind of called it. We we all called it yeah. that it was going to be in England, uh, in front of her family. Uh, you know, coming back from from a, the the major back surgery that she that she had. We didn't think that she would ever come back, and she, and here she is. Oh wow! Uh, finally, he's back on our, our level. No, it was great, <laughs> and it was great to see Tony Storm. Uh, the the rivalry now has has turned with Soraya and Tony Storm, but now also the the rivalry with uh, Soraya and Britt Baker. So it's going to be good. It it opens up uh, a few doors for Soraya to to wrestle some of the the better wrestlers, women wrestlers in in mm. AEW. So no, I I loved it, and it was a short match, only eight minutes. So lasted yeah. what it should have lasted and it was great yeah, it was very short very short for a four-way match um but yeah like um I, again i i also agree with that um i'm happy that soraya won um it was great seeing her there with her family and like and they hung around long enough they didn't they didn't overstay their welcome they didn't yeah, take away right. from the limelight it was it was a nice touch um and i like the fact that um she turned on tony storm and i'm, I'm a big tony storm fan uh, but I like the fact that she turned on it because I think that 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 this is now a face turn for Soraya. Um, I think she'll get re- she'll be kicked out of the outcast, and it'll just be like Ruby Soho and um, Tony Storm. Mm. Um, but no, I, I I mean I'm I'm curious to see as to how long she holds the belt. Like there's something in the back of my head that says, what if she loses it at, at all out? I don't know, Matt. Was mm-hmm. it just? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a possibility, but yeah, I look. I it didn't could like be. It. Could be. I, I wasn't a big wow. fan of the match. I, I think it was it was really slow, really botched. Uh, I think Hikaru Shia, Dr. Prepeka had a bigger pop 
than what Tony Storm and Saraya got when they got into the ring. I think Saraya was hoping that people was going to go with her. And people were just not with her. Not even when she won the title. People was not. They're like, yeah, but it wasn't, you know, the pop that you would hope when you win the title in in, in your home, you know, in your home, in home ground. Yeah. I think that was a bit shit uh, for Saraya. Uh, I think just Tony Storm is not, is not there. She looked really bad in this match for me. So did Saraya. They didn't look great at all. I think, I think th- what I noticed of the match, I don't know if you noticed it, Mars, they were trying to protect Saraya a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think and I think they, o- they, they over, it was too much, too yeah. much protection. Yeah. Compensated. Yeah. 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 yeah I Absolutely. I mean, it's, long. yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think we would have a bigger pop. It was Brick Break against Hikaru Shida just in a singles match for the, for the title. That would be just That's great. Dr. Brick Break, as soon as she came into the ring, uh, when she's walking out, people would just pop. Dr. Brick Break. Yeah. yeah. Even he got a shield, people went like, what? You know, we know we know the history between them too. Um, I still believe we need to see a pay-per-view with a full stadium between Thunder Rosa and 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 Dr. B Breaker for the title. I think we, oh, we all deserve that. We deserve that. I don't know how many times we gotta say it. Um, it's, it's, it's it they need to happen, you know. I think that the greatest match ever AEW had ever had in the women's entire uh, women's division is Dr. B Baker and 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 Tadrosa and the fact that they don't like each other outside the ring makes it even more even more fun. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Uh, for me, one of the lowest matches of the night. Uh, great for Soraya to win at home, but I don't think she got what she she wanted to. And at all out, maybe she will lose it if she goes for a title. I'm not sure at the moment. Um, what do we pick here? His what do you guys pick Soraya and I pick Hikarishida. So I got it wrong. Um, which sucks, but. We got then to the coffee match between. No, you missed one. No, you missed one. You missed the Eddie Kingston, Penta. The Stampede. The Stampede. Sorry, I jumped from one to. Oh, don't miss that one. Sorry. You can't miss that one. I'll just jump from fifth to seventh and I missed the sixth, which was a fucking nutcase, which is a stadium stampede match, which with a full stadium, it was a great thing to do. I don't know how they pull it off, but they pull it off with a full stadium. Um, because we know last time the Danfoot Stadium has been in uh, Jacksonville, which the stadium itself where the where the pay-per-view happened is separate with the field where the NFL happened. So the way it would go mm. into the NFL stadium. Um, but this was all in Wembley, so it's nuts. Um, we got Eddie Kingston, Pentel Cero Medio, best friend Chuck Taylor, Brett Barrett, and Orange Cassidy against the Blackpool Combat Club, which had John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Will Yuda. Mike Santana and Ortiz. 21 minutes and 30 seconds. Wait, Eddie Kingston's use full speed against the Castagnoli straight away. Love the pack. What do you guys thought about it? What did you think, Mars? This is your first stadium stampede. Oh, and we've been talking about this for a, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I I fucking loved it. <laughs> um, I thought it was fantastic. It took me back to the 90s with ECW. Um, it was just insane. Like there was just so many things happening at once. Um, and I don't know how they pulled it off. And like just watching John Moxley sitting there with a bunch of fucking skewers popping out of his head. It's insane. 
Um, the amount of blood, it was just, it was crazy. Like, and, and like life. I was telling you guys, I, I, no shit, this is true. I watched it later, late at night. I watched the replay late at night. The last <laughs> thing I watched before I went to bed and then I couldn't sleep. I was that fucking pumped up. I just, I kept waking up throughout the night and I'm like, it was just fantastic. Um, just the barbed wire, the glass, the glass you could sell it was, it was sugar glass from a mile away, but who cares? The barbed wire, the blood, like the fucking, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. The forks, like even Orange Cassidy bleeding, like it was, like it was insane. And like, and they're, and they're not, they're bleeding from cut places that they don't, they don't bleed themselves. They, they, they're really right. cutting themselves. Like yeah. it's the result of the match, not as a result of a bleeding. Like I, I don't, I don't know his name. The, the guy that was cut on his left eye, he's from the, uh, Yeah, like wow, man, it was bleeding. Like it was like a boxer's cut. It was crazy. I it loved was. it. Oh, I fucking loved it. More of it. Bring it on. No, it was great, man. I Trent Beretta, man. Oh my god, he. I don't. I don't know if you guys remember. He took a. They threw him against the steps in the corner. Yes. Uh, mm. And the steps snapped when he landed on it, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's dead. He's dead. He's dead." What about and the ladder? The ladder when the ladder caved in oh, from the way yeah, the ladder caved in. I was gonna jump yeah. into with, uh, with, 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 with Ortiz. Yeah, far out. The funniest part was when uh, Trent Barreto's mum rocked up Sue, with the van and she had the and she had baked goods. And they just grabbed them off her and they started and, just slamming each other. Started, Sue, 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 Sue. Everyone's just happy to see in there. You know what's funny? I, I just listened to oh. the Chris Jericho podcast um, where he actually interviews uh, Barretta, uh, Trent Barretta um, and he's talking about his mom. Uh, and, and he's saying that I just, this just came out of nowhere. He was just pretty fun. He was like, what about five? Because why Sue started coming was because um, during the pandemic, Everyone's starting to rock up in cars. FTR rocked up in a in a in a in a, in a truck. Um, everyone started rocking up in a car, and they were just coming back from injury. I think it was, and and Tremari was like, "What about your mom drops off?" <laughs> and we're like, um, it was a uh, sorry, you um, uh, Taylor told told Barrera, "What about your mom drops off?" Ah, whatever. And then start thinking about it, I was like, "What about if did she? What she do?" And then she drops him off, and just becomes a, this big thing, you know. Um, and people love that she has her own t-shirt that she sells in there and that you can buy. He says, Sue, it's pretty, pretty funny <laughs> in, the, in the, you know, the wrestling t-shirts they sell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she has a t-shirt there. It's pretty funny, but no, continue. So I just want to say that. No, I was going to say as well, one of the things that I loved, uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I loved it, man, was when Penta Ceromelo got injured and everyone was like, oh, he's out, he's gone. And I thought it was a legit in, uh, injury. And then he came out as Pento Oscuro. I was like, oh, man, this is great. This is amazing. It was like a new character, select new character, you know, and he came out with a lot more energy. Yeah, but it was it was good, man. I, I enjoyed it. The, the When Casagnoli and um, what's his name? Fuck, Eddie. I forget his name. Eddie Kingston, they were in the bar, up, yeah. like in the boxes. Oh, man, it was just, it was crazy. All yeah. hell broke loose. And the finger that uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston were giving each other at the end, yeah, mm. it was it was great. Both bleeding, uh, fucking great match. I think the only thing I was upset was the Penta when Penta Kudo came in. I think they didn't do it properly, and it should have got a bigger pop. People was confused; they didn't know what's happening. But they didn't know what's get, happening. He didn't get the pop that he wanted, and then he just went to the ladder, and that's it. 
after we seen Pente anymore. So it was like, what the fuck was the point of coming back in? Mm. Um, I think that that's that's the only issue. But after, but everything else is great, you know. The using of the fork in the head, you know. John Moxley was like a dog. Like they took the leash off, and he was just fucking going against anyone and everyone. Will Utah almost fucked it up again. Uh, something happened in the, in the Blackpool combo with Utah. Definitely something's going to happen soon because even the commentator is like, oh, we hope Will Utah doesn't fuck it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's already in thin ice with the Blackpool combat. But um, but then uh, the, uh, what's called, the Eddie Kingston, Penta, Cero Medio, best friends, Orange Cassie, they take the win against the Blackpool combat. Let's see what's going to happen now. Um, at all out because some of these matches we're gonna see in all out, and we'll, we'll talk about it later on. Did we predict so, that? Oh, did we did predict that one? We did. Uh, I think I got it wrong again because I picked the best Ooh. friends. Master pick, picked the Blackpool combat, so you got it right. And Russell, you got it right. I got it wrong, so I got two wrongs. No, no, right. you got it right. You got it right. I don't know. Lost yeah, it. Bad. I got it right. Hey, you got it right. We got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Lucha Bros and Eddie Kingston, yeah, with the best friends. I got the, I got it right, yes. The only thing I think I said that it was gonna be uh Will Utah's fall, which it wasn't, which that kind of bummed me out. I wanted I wanted to Will Utah to take the fall, but I didn't. So okay, I got I'm I'm back into the good things. Nice, I like it. Um let's go to the coffee match. That's what we say we're gonna have next. Uh Davy Allen and Sting against uh Swift Strickland and Christian Cage, the non- Champion, champion of the TNT title. It's a really weird situation at the moment. Um, 60 minutes. What do you thought about this coffee match? Man, what the hell, Darby Allen? That guy's crazy. Uh, handcuffed and all, uh, jumping from the top rope onto the, the coffin. Oof, how he didn't split in half. My mm. Lord. Um, I thought Swerve Strickland, man, he uh, did himself in this match. Uh, he was amazing. He took a lot of hits, especially from Sting. Uh, Sting looked great, man. There was there was a couple of times, or there was one time when he jumped off the jumped off the 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 ring and landed on the table and with Swear Strickland and didn't go through and he went and did it again. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy's like sixty four. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, what the hell? But no, man, I, I found that entertaining. Darby Allen. Man, that guy is crazy. Um, but yeah, it, and it continued the story um, with Luchasaurus as well, and and the young kid coming in. Um, he took a to, mad bump on a skateboard. Yeah. He took a mad bump on a skateboard. <laughs> the skateboard didn't break. Um, was no. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I found it entertaining, man. It was it was great. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. But I've got to say, my, and this will come to, as no surprise to both of you, my favorite part of this whole match was the fact that Sting and Darby Allen walked out to Seek and Destroy. One oh, of the greatest Metallica songs I, I, of all I, I, time, mate. I wasn't expecting, you know, I was, I was, I was laying down and Yeah, I was like, I was dozing off and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. What the fuck? Like, Seek and Destroy. <laughs> So no, I love the great match and man, some of those bumps that they took on the coffin, which again had no give, it just dented. No give. That was insane. And even like when they were smashing the coffin door on their arms and on their hands and stuff, it was, it was crazy, man. And like you said, Stinger is, mate, he, he just, he's forever young. Like yeah, he is. Yeah. No, great he match. Is. Absolutely great match. Yeah. 
Darby Allen, a huge fan of Darby Allen. Yeah, what, what he keeps giving to me is Darby Allen's uh, a, a promise. I think Darby Allen just is, is like a young Bray Wyatt man. His his imagination, mm. his his way to create those promos, the the entry promos or the promos for the is they they they're amazing, black and white, and and what they tell the story, what he's telling during the or what he creates. One he had Elvis one time, like a fake Elvis, and and mm. and it's just amazing. I, I think he's, he has a great great creative brain, which is good that he's in AEW because he doesn't have. You know, uh, those barriers the WWE has sometimes, um, which is mm. awesome for him. And having, you know, Sting next to him, he just adds to it, you know. It's Sting coming up as half-half, uh, you know, half Sting, half the Joker. That just was yeah. amazing. Uh, so now it was a great match. Love it. Coffee match. They ended up Sting and uh, David and getting the win. Where I think we all got it right in this one. I don't think it would be weird if one of us got it wrong. No, we all got it right. That's it. We all knew was this happening. So the coffee match is great. Uh, 60 minutes. Uh, and then we got to, I think, one of the most weird matches of the night because it was really unlevel for me in just in a big, big way. Um, Will Osprey against Chris Jericho with Don Callis, Will Osprey again, you know? Don Callis. Um, Chris Jericho came into the ring with Sammy Guevara. He tried to sing the song. He was just weird. Him in the mic. If she just let the people sing. I think that was that's that's wrong part of Chris Jericho. Uh, 14 minutes and 55. What do you guys thought about this? I haven't seen any of the other matches that for the rest of the card. I I haven't yeah. caught up yet. So yeah. All good, all good. Look, this one was definitely uneven, right? It was definitely uneven because we know Will Ospreay is what Chris Jericho was back in early WWE, WCW days. But I don't necessarily think it was a match to show off Chris Jericho. I think it was a match to show off Will Ospreay and how good Will Ospreay is. And Chris Jericho did his job, man. He did his job. Will Ospreay looked like the next big big, big thing that's going to hit wrestling, uh, which we all know he is. And it's, it's kind of like these matches that say, well, he's here. He's Will Ospreay's here, get ready, world, he's here. And Chris Jericho facilitated that, and I, I loved Chris Jericho for it, man. He he did really good. Um, he did his old lion, uh, lion heart, you know, come on, baby, when he does that, uh, trying, trying to pin people, which I absolutely love. So, no, I thought it was a great match. Will Ospreay, like I said, looked amazing. Yeah, like we, we thought it was going to be really hard for Chris Jericho to win in this one. He's just that didn't even... Um, on stamina, on on acrobatics, on 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 just physicality, just you know, we knew Will Osprey was gonna go run all over Chris Jericho. Um, what leaves Chris Jericho after this? We just saw him like really upset leaving the ring. We will know better what happened in the next few days from when when um probably um what's it called a uh, dynamite kicks in. Dynamite. You will, will, will say some words, but yeah, look. Second win for Don Callis with Will Osprey. So he has Takesha and, and Will Osprey man in, on his side, which is uh, really dangerous for anyone. We're talking about New Japan or or, or AEW. It's, it's really dangerous to have these two being managed by Don Callis. So uh, great for people who loved it. The fact that Will Osprey won, you know, he won at home. 
So people loved that thing, which was he got a better pop than Saraya, which is probably what Saraya would have hoped for. But everyone loved that. Yeah. Chris Jericho did his part. Um, I don't think it should be a match to have in a pay-per-view, but understandable because it was in London and you needed to put Will Osprey, you know, out there. So well done for Chris Jericho and Will Osprey takes a win, which I think we all got right and wrong. Uh, Master put Chris Jericho, Will, uh, you and Miriam support Will Osprey. I win this one, but this was another one, the Master, because Master, you haven't seen Will Osprey. Um, no, wrestling. and I'm a, I'm a big Jericho guy, so that's why yeah. I chose him. <laughs> well, you'll see him wrestle now and you understand what we picked him before. Yeah. Um, and then we got to the AW World Trio Championship in a house rules, no whole bad six man tag team championship, which is uh, the house rules. We all know. Anyone can put whatever they want as a last clause. Uh, and they put a no hold spot for this one. So it was not a technical tag team. It was more like a, everyone for himself. With Billy Gunn and the claim, Anthony Burns and Max Casta and the House of Blacks with Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews with a great tribute to uh, Bray Wyatt. The Fireflies were flying when they walked into the ring, which was beautiful. And then, you know, Buddy Murphy's bringing out the lantern. I think it was a, it's a great touch uh, fr- from them, which he was loved it. And then, and it's funny because from now on, every time the lights will go off, people's going to bring out the phones. So the Fireflies mm-hmm. Forever will be uh, flying for Bray Wyatt, no matter where it is. This has become just the signature Bray Wyatt stuff. So never did it be- no one did it before. And uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt started it a long time ago. And I just, it's, uh, it's a thing that will happen every single time you put lights off. So that, that was beautiful to see. Um, what do you guys, oh, well, Master, you haven't watched this match yet. So I'm not going to ask. But uh, Renzo, what do, you, what do you thought about this match? I thought it was great, man. And Billy Gunn looked like a beast. He's 59 years old, man. You've got to remember. So, yeah, he's he's getting on. But happy that they won the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed, man. Um, as Everyone went apeshit when when they won. Um, it was it was great, and you know Malachi, Buddy Matthews, um, and Brody King they put on a great show as well. I loved what they did to Julia Hart, the acclaimed, when they spread her legs open and they did a, a scissor on her when she came in to interfere. So no, great match. Uh, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn are the new trio's champion and and well deserved. And the the House of Black, you know, handed the belts over, um, almost like a like a passing on the torch. And I hope this is something bigger and better for Malachi Black, man. He he deserves a good singles run, and so does Buddy Matthews and and Brody King. They deserve to to kind of go their own separate ways. I don't know if it's going to split them up, but they deserve to to do something on their own. Yeah, this this I like this match. Yeah, like I said, Billy Gunn looked great. That claim he needed to win. I think everyone was hoping for that to happen. The scissors were flying everywhere. You could see a hundred million scissors in this. Um, not just only with the with the with the hands, you know, the the firm hands that they had they were selling with the scissors. People actually can't like carved scissors, massive scissors that we're having there <laughs> out of cardboard. It was fucking hilarious. Um, so everyone just loved the claim and they just great, great on the mic. You know, when they come in out, Max Castle fucking kills it on the mic when he comes out. Um, and and as tacti as a trios match, I think that they needed a uh, a, a run like they did when they became tag team champions as well. People just have to love it. I think what 
this was one of the biggest pop when they won the title. Uh, yeah. The night. I think everyone just fucking went nuts when they won the uh, mm-hmm. when they won, uh, which is great. Uh, for the House of Black, the House of Black is like it used to be. Um, you know, the House of Black is not there to just collect titles. The House of Black is collect souls. So they're going to be collecting more souls. They've got Julia Hart and they're going to keep looking for more people to bring in. So we know we know that. That's the House of Black. I can't wait to see what Malachi Black comes out with uh, his next promo, his next idea. Um, Bray Wyatt, sorry we keep bringing it up, but it, it is what it is. But Bray Wyatt was the only people there, or the only person who could actually... Um, Malika would like could actually talk about this stuff because he was the only one who could actually understand what he was going with. Um, and if he said it, um, no one could understand, but Bray Wyatt did understand what I was going with all this. He had the same mentality and he was the same creative brain, you know? So, so that's why I'm just anxious to see what Malika Black comes up with because he's the same that the, the Bray Wyatt, they're the, the telling story. This is just part of. It's, it's, it's one more page in the history of the House of Black. This is not the beginning, it's not the end. It's just, it's not even, you know, halfway through. This is just part of what the House of Black is building. That's why they, what the House of Black, House of Black is building, because they're building something big. It will get to the point that you understand what's happening. So um, that's why I can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, happy for that claim. They won the title, just title, so they'll have a good run. We'll see what happens. But then we go to the last match of the night, MJF against Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. After being in a match for 7 minutes 45, they went for an almost 30-minute match uh, as the main event of this uh, night. Adam Cole, of course, the boom. And Adam Cole, baby, everyone knows it. He gets a massive pop. And to hear it in a full stadium, he just keeps the goosebumps, you know. Probably people, I think, this is the first time Adam Cole has it. He's been a pay-per-view with this many people, if I'm not wrong. Because mm-hmm. he didn't get mm-hmm. it in a, a WWE. He didn't get it on NXT. Oh, NXT he got, but he didn't get it to speak. So this is the first time we see Adam Cole in the biggest crowd. These people love Adam Cole. What am I going to say? And just people... <laughs> people love and hate MJF. Scumbag. Mm-hmm. The phrase scumbag was used so many times to describe... Um, MJF by the English people that was freaking hilarious it was like even signs that say you are my scumbag um, which was pretty hilarious um, Renzo what do you thought did, did you see this one Master by any chance uh, no but I've, I've heard um, I've heard uh, commentaries about it and I, I know what happened uh, uh, but I'll let Renzo talk about it yeah go Renzo look the, the love story or the bromance continues uh, we all thought it was going to end here and it's not it's not going to end which is great man this is going to continue mm. i don't know when the turn's going to happen um but it's building up to something big we saw roderick strong in there like the jilted girlfriend um trying to give <laughs> adam all the all the you know the ammunition to to kind of turn on mjf but he didn't and no i i love this match the the fact that it, it kept going after they both pinned each other and it was a draw and it kept going for another, I think it was like 10 minutes or something. It was great, man. The Eddie Guerrero thing that they both tried to do when Adam Cole did an amazing Panama sunrise on the ref. Oh, my oh, God. Man. If you haven't seen the replay of that, wow, Mars, watch it. Yeah, it is watch fucking it, hilarious. 
Um, so he was going to do a Panama Sunrise on MJF, but the ref got in the way. And as he's flipping up in the air, he pretty much caught the ref and like flipped him on his head <laughs> and Damn. knocked the ref out. Wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great. I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, it's 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 going to be great to see when these guys finally turn on each other. And I don't think it's going to be for a little bit. Hopefully, they keep it going no. because no, of the Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. So when it does happen, man, it's going to be massive. But um, yeah, great, great match, man. Great way to end all in. Yeah, I don't think I, 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 I yeah. don't think it's gonna um, it's gonna end like technically. If it didn't end here, it's gonna go for a long time, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is a long long time story. Who's gonna break it? We don't know. Um, yeah. And Jeff, look, oh, fuck, he cut his shoulder and still went through. Um, oh man, great. Um, on the steps was on the steps. He cut his shoulder. On the steps, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, fuck, we know what Adam Cole can do. The ref intervening during the match was fucking funny. Um, it was a really comic match. It was it was really weird to watch a um, pay per view with so many so so comic so so like mm-hmm. like, like stand up comedy. It was really weird, <laughs> and it was a really weird ending. It was a really weird uh, double pin. It was just a really weird match for me. It was a really fucking weird match. Um, I liked it, but it was just absolutely strange. To watch, um, to what was happening in the ring, the ending. I think people cheer more with the hug that they give each other at the end. Mm. They what people cheer of uh, MJF winning the t- uh, like holding on the title, and and like you said, it was a great way to end. And 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 a bigger pop was when uh, Tony Khan, or when they put in the screens London, twenty twenty four, which is just people went absolutely nuts about it. Um, so yeah. Well, great match, way great way to finish the the, the, the night. Uh, just really strange. Uh, final match for me. No, I thought it was great yeah. storytelling, man. The straight great yeah. storytelling. Um, it was great, man. The no turn, it was amazing. They they're gonna keep it going, and it's it's their version of the bloodline, I guess. Yeah. Storyline, yeah. um, a little mini bloodline story was just between two people, right? And you know, the third Roderick Strong. He's going to come back strong, I think, with his name. But he's yeah. got a faction called the Kingdom. So he's going to come back and he's going to cause some damage, man. So, yeah, it's, it's going to so happen. Sure that, and, yeah, I'm not so sure we're going to get a turn anymore. No, um, no, with this one, it's really weird that you're going to get a turn. Yeah. Mm. It's going to happen. I, Carlo O'Reilly's got to come back. I think it's going to happen. But probably in a year's time or something long, like, is it this, like, we all knew if it didn't happen now, it's going to be a long story. That's it. It won't happen at all. Definitely anytime soon, they're going to help each other out. Um, because if, if Adam Cole didn't hit him when, when MJF told him, just hit me from the back, this is not going to happen, you know? They're going to continue. People, I think they're smart, not breaking them up because people are just loving this bromance they're having. They're loving the promos that they're doing. They're loving the 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 the, the, the spots that they're doing uh, outside the the cameras. They just people just loving the story at the moment. They're really cool. And MJF turned. He's a, well and truly a face now. Pretty much, yeah. That's the weird, yeah. most weird part is just he actually turned face. Um, he's not gonna literally. He's gonna call the demon, but he's not gonna be a uh, heel for a long time now. Which he leaves yeah. the door open to who's the next heel. Uh, who's gonna be the main heel in AEW? 
and and we know we all know exactly we all know who it is and what it's gonna <laughs> end up being which is a cm punk building up to be the heel um and it's truly truly going that way for all the things that are happening so overall what do you guys thought about all in, in i love that oh, man uh, my only my only the one criticism i have and i said this to you guys while we were watching the replay for such a huge event in a huge stadium, the entrance they had was crap. It was too small. Um, it was the entrance that looked like just a normal entrance for, like, you know, uh, just a weekly program. Like, I'm just thinking of the, the WrestleMania-type entries that we have, which is just, like, they take up one side of the stadium. It's absolutely huge, and there's a massive ramp. I didn't like the entrance way they had for the wrestlers. That was my only criticism of the whole event. No, I, I loved it. Look, I loved the whole event. I think it's probably because of the amount of matches and the caliber of matches, I think it's my favorite event of the year so far. It's going to be hard to top, especially with that stadium stampede, just the blood, the amount of blood that was shed on that stadium stampede. Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, for me so far, favorite event of the year. I don't know. That's a big I mean, call. For me, for me, I told you, I, got a, I had mixed feelings with this match, uh, with this pay-per-view. I don't know if it was me, but was something missing. Um, I felt like that the whole time I was watching it. I felt like something was missing. It felt like great matches. Like we people was turned up, but there's something there that was just missing. And I could not pinpoint what it was, but it felt like it. It was really yeah. strange. You know? Okay. I'm not the only one. I know exactly that. what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. And, and you know what's missing? Yep. And again, it's not a competition. But you know what's missing? Mm. The production experience of a company like WWE. For this that's what was probably, missing. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they're right there. I think for a caliber event, there was this. Um, mm. and and to be fair, this is the first big one they got outside the United States, yeah. which is yeah. um, a, a, still a huge win. Um, but yeah, mm. I think that that was was missing. I think there was the miss uh, the, the the atmosphere, creating stuff, using utilizing the the space better. Um, yeah. I think that that's what it was missing, hundred uh, percent. That, and I think that's why, for me at least, it's a great match, a great pay per view. But I don't think it was the, the pay per view for the year for me. Um, mm. Still great. Like we're back, big fan of AEW. Gotta say, yeah. I think they had better in United States, um, better match, better pay per views than this one. But even then, just great, 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 great ending, a great beginning, great backstage happening. Everything was great. Um, so nothing to say. Um, but funny enough, and this this is what I want to ask you guys. Fuck, we've been going for a long time. Um yeah. how is that AEW is doing another pay-per-view straight away the following weekend, calling all out in the United States? It's 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 ballsy. I don't know if it's gonna pay it's off, ballsy. but it's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely ballsy, man. Um, and that's a, the, the problem is that AEW doesn't have as many pay-per-views as WWE does, right? They do, I think it's one a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, to, to and put it's it still pay-per-view, close, like it's a risk. In the true sense, there's still pay-per-view, yeah. whereas WWE's premium live events are included in the subscription with Peacock or with the WWE Network or Binge here in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's risky, but... We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we don't even know what matches are coming out. The only one I think is Miro and 
Powerhouse uh, Hobbs. I got a, I got a few matches here. So we got Luchasaurus against Sabine for the AWTNT Championship. Miro That's right. against Powerhouse Bobs, which is gonna Hobbs, sorry, which is gonna be a great match. Chris Standler against Ruby Soher for the TBS Championship. Uh, Orange Cassidy against uh, Openta El Cero Medio against John Moxley. We don't know yet. Oh, you know what? Orange Cassidy, sorry, against John Moxley for the International Championship. And then mm. we got Kenny Omega against Takesha uh, in a singles match. Oh, one. that's going to be a good match. I'm sorry. That's going to be a good two, match. We got one, two, three. We got three of the titles in place, um, which is missing titles that we didn't have during the All-In. Question is, would this become a constant feature in AEW, having All-In one weekend and then All-Out the next weekend? Or this is just a one-off they're trying to see? No, they're doing it next year as well, I think. Doing it next year as well? Yeah. So it'll be that mm-hmm. one international and then this one back at home. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be in Chicago as well next year as well. So it's Chicago Ooh. this weekend and Chicago next year as well. Wow. Will we have CM Punk there? Chicago, it's got to be. One, two, three, four, five know. matches. And in a pair preview, we got normally, what do we got here? Uh, nine matches, roughly. So still missing another four matches in this one, which if you look at it, it should be like a payback kind of stuff. So we should have the women's title the here. We should have the MGF going for the title again or CM Punk. I don't know. This it's really strange, this pay-per-view. Um, so we we'll see. I don't know how many tickets have sold there for the sold for this one. I don't know if they're gonna sold that stadium, which they should. Um, but it's weird with not such a big names. Kind of same. They used everyone in mm. the all in. So we'll see what happens. It's pretty weird, pretty strange. Um, mm. Pretty strange to what AEW is trying to do. Um, and with this, I don't know if you guys are gonna talk a little bit uh, of WWE. Um, but there's not much happening. Nothing much. Really. Everything yeah. was no. just tributes, and 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 we already talked about it at the beginning. Um, one thing I did want to talk about it. EC3 finally won Ataru and what Ataru to fucking win, man. Mm. He won 10 pounds of gold, NWA title. God damn, man. Uh, I, I can't believe he did it. I can't believe he's the new NWA champion. I think this is a long time coming and finally fucking got it. Really happy for him. I don't know what you guys thought, think about it. Yeah, congrats, massive. I'm pretty sure he's coming out in October, Renzo, with the tour that we're going yeah, to. Yeah, he's the coming Western out. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he brings that strap with him. So it'll be nice to look yeah. at. Yeah. No, it's good EC3, man. Finally getting some recognition. He puts in the hard yards. So, yeah, congratulations to, to EC3. Yeah, and NWA, mate, title, far out. It's not, it's not a small thing mm. to, to be a champion of. We know we know the history of that title. So um, to be the next uh, heavyweight champion and the, uh, the whole of the titles. It's a big thing. So very happy for EC3. Um, and with this, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think we got anything else to talk about it. Yeah. The only thing we got is uh, Renzo's multiverse. What do you got for us this week? It's not more of, it's not a multiverse this time because it's a, a tribute to Bray Wyatt because of uh, recent events. But uh, it is still something that I, I want to put in the, the playlist because of just the creativity of this guy. Um, and this, when it ca- came out, I absolutely loved. And if you hear some of our Spanish um, podcasts in the past, 
we we talked about this match, and I know uh, some of some of the other podcast members weren't too happy with this match, but I no, absolutely loved it. And this is where Bray Wyatt's creativity just ran wild, and I loved every moment of it. And just the the brain in his head to come up with this concept was absolutely amazing. And it's. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt for the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania 36. Absolutely amazing. He was the only person that um, got John Cena to wear an NWO shirt um, in this match. Absolutely loved uh, heel John Cena, even if we only saw him for a couple of minutes in this this match. But, man, only the, the mind of Bray Wyatt could come up with something like this. It goes through all of John Cena's um, almost history, history uh, when yeah. he was, you know, rapping John Cena. Uh, but I think this is probably one of uh, Bray Wyatt's magnus opus, man, of the ability that he had and the storytelling capabilities that he had, and it showcases it really well. It's not a match per se, more so a, a retrospective yeah. of John Cena on who he could have become um, if he followed the light but uh, absolutely loved it when it happened. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. Uh, John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania 36. Yeah, I put it, I put, I put it on the playlist already. Um, I share in the in WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I had me feel, mixed feelings with this one. I found it as fucking strange as fuck. It was not a match, that's for sure. Um, and yeah. just the ending, just the ending, that's it. Um, it was strange, but yeah, um, it was during the pandemic. So it was when they're having all the cinematic matches, um, and to pay tribute to the cinematic matches, fucking did a great job. Gotta say, Bray Wyatt is fucking genius. What he did, what he took, uh, John Cena. And I gotta say, I've watched it a few times later and I kind of started to warm up to it. Uh-huh. Fair, you know, um, it's just at the beginning, it was a bit of a shock because I, I, we, I don't know, it was, it was just me. I was hoping for a more of a match, uh, for that time. Because we already had a cinematic match and we were like, too many of them were going to fucking kill it. Um, but yeah, Bray Wyatt did a great job with this one, I gotta say. Um, and if you haven't watched it, I said watch it. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah, just, I will. I'll definitely watch that one. It, it's, it's a great match to watch and it was, it's really good, to be honest. It was good. It's not, a, sorry, stop calling it a match. It was cinematic. Um, <laughs> cinematic. A, a cinematic uh, a John Cena history with. Uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, pretty much. That's what it was. Uh, hmm. Which Bray Wyatt did fucking a great job. And John Cena did pretty good too. Like, uh, you know. Uh, and, and even yeah, he John, did Cena well. said, John Cena said it, paying tribute to Bray Wyatt, that he, um, he had a great time doing this one. And he just, it was for him, it was like one of the most memorable matches he ever had. Because he just took him through through a lot of things. And I, he didn't think anyone else could have put it off but Bray Wyatt. So it, it's great. Um, and like always, where can people can listen to us, Renzo? So people can listen to us on Stitcher, not for long, but on Spotify, iVox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Podbay, and Podbean. So listen to us uh, wherever you we're in your favorite uh, podcast listening station. And follow us on YouTube. We've been putting snippets, we've said it before. Um, People starting to put up, we're putting stuff on Instagram, putting snippets of uh, what we talk about it on, on the podcast on, on, on YouTube. So just follow up, listen, and of course, put a like if you want, or just, just follow us or share us. That's it. It's only where we can put things about it. 
Any words before we go, guys? Yeah, I just wanted to um I just wanted to end with a quote from Bray Wyatt. Um given what's happened, given what we've t- spoken about for the last hour or so. Um I thought this was a fantastic quote. This is uh, we're we're all great fans of this sport, and it's a sport that's really hard to explain to people that don't get it. Because if you don't get it, you'll never get it, and if you get it, you you don't need an explanation. Uh, But this was something that Bray uh, Windham put Windham Rotunda put on uh, Twitter, and it's it's a little bit long, but it's worth it. And it says, "Wrestling is not a love story; it's a fairy tale for masochists." A comedy for people who criticize punchlines, a fantasy most can't understand, a spectacle no one can deny. Lines are blurred, heroes are villains, budgets are cut, business is business. But it can also be a land where dead men walk, where honor makes you elite, where demons run for office, and rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. Woo! It's an escape, a reason to point the blame at anyone but yourself for two to three hours, an excuse to be a kid again. And nothing matters except the moment we are in. Wrestling is not a love story. It's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence, a world where closure may never come, we all know a place that has hot and cold hope on tap, for better or for worse. Rest in peace, brother. That's it. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Beautiful. Anything, anything else we can say is we uh, embrace race. With the voice of violence, Mas, uh, my name is Rodrigo. We love you, Bray Wyatt. This was Lucha HSP. See you next time.